right, we are at Bay Cannon Brewery, Everton 2, Liverpool 3 2. Sorry. Fucking <laughs> hell, are you joking? All right, so uh, that was interesting. Darius was worried about a nil-nil. We didn't have that happen, at least. So, um, general feelings to start. <laughs> All right, no, like, let's let's just talk about it right at the gate. This is not offside. VAR is horseshit. Go, <laughs> Jordan. Yeah, I mean, it's not even just the offsides call. It's like as I'm reading after the game, apparently I was under the impression that the Pickford challenge in the first half couldn't be reviewed, but now I'm reading the. They should have reviewed it, and it could have been a red card. So it's not even just the offsides call. It's also the Pickford challenge in the first half. Like an incompetency from the VAR official to even know what it is he can and can't or shouldn't shouldn't be reviewing. And then the offsides thing is like they decided to move the, the arbitrary line from the armpit to the end of the arm. So now it is technically offsides, but like, you know. There's all those people in the spirit of the game. Is it in the spirit of the game to move it from the armpit to the shoulder? What's the difference? And, yeah, I mean, it's robbed us of another glorious YouTube clip I could have watched for years and years to come. Another um, meme. It's just a mishandling of the technology again, which is like the whole thing. It's not even that the technology is poorly conceived. It's just this mishandling. executed. Guys, because humans are behind it. No, humans make mistakes. It's humans. It's, yeah, it is, because if it is, it is, because if the if the guy, the VAR official, didn't know whether he can but review it or not, then that's a human error. We don't hear this out of Spain on a consistent basis. We don't right. hear this out of Germany. Exactly. So it's like, exactly. I, I, my only thing is, are they drunk? Are they just eating biscuits no, all day? Like, <laughs> or they're like what, what the hell is going it's on? It's just human error, obviously, because other humans who can do it uh, are doing, are it, doing it, it properly and they're not <laughs> consistently causing controversy. So for me, it's like, uh, it can't just be human error. To me, how could you not review that for a record? I don't understand what, like, what is the process that occurs in your mind to not review that for a red card when you see that clearly this goalkeeper is coming in high, he's taking a player out, not gotten any of the ball. I don't give a shit if it's offside or not. I mean, if the ball goes out for a throw and you can't just start stamping on motherfuckers' nuts. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, yeah. Pardon my language. But, like, seriously, though, like, you cannot just do whatever you want because play has been called, quote-unquote, dead. Yeah. And that, that, to me, is a red card. It's a clear red card. But now we're talking about, you're talking about two instances in one game yeah, where, where you got it wrong on offside because you changed the line from the armpit to the Okay, wait, 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 but that's a difference of maybe I'm going to be I'm going to I'm going to be a little bit rational, guys. So what I'm going to say is let's go away from the refereeing decisions for a second and just talk about how the boys performed today in the sense that I was nervous as hell. I thought maybe we were going to play that high line and then all of a sudden there was going to be four goals from Everton or oh, six man. or five or whatever. Uh, but the boys showed a performance and specifically on the defensive side of things, you know, when Virgil went out, was it the best thing, best performance ever? No, but I, I give the boys credit to, you know, their response and so on. So there are some positives taken away. I'm trying to be rational. I'm trying to be positive. Today's been a good day so far. Um, but it, it is very frustrating because that third goal goes in, what should be a goal. We were all celebrating. Um, somehow someone punched my jaw. I don't know what happened. I, I was on the floor. Like, my jaw was hurting. But the point being is that at the end of the day, there are a lot of positives taken out of it. Going to the next run of games, we have Sheffield, we have West Ham, we have uh, City on, the, on November 7th. 
So from that perspective, my anxiety is chill for now, considering our performance. But that being said, it is it is very difficult to take on the chin uh, from the refereeing decision. And that's probably as rational as, as I am going to be for the rest of the season. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, all right, so, like, were we the better side? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah I think absolutely. But if we're looking at it from the perspective of, of you know, the, the game as a whole, it was frustrating, like... You go up 2-1, the second goal, Joe Gomez is nowhere to be found. Yes. He's marking nobody. So there, there are there are problems, and I think if Van Dyke is going to... We don't know. We don't know. I'm saying now, we're recording this at 10 o'clock in the morning Eastern Standard Time. It's an ACL, just prepare for it. It's, uh, just prepare for it. It certainly had the Prepare for the worst. Shut up, Jordan. Shut your whore mouth. <laughs> Put your, a penalty box, two minutes, yellow card, red card, you're out. You're done. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Don't do that for my anxiety. Bitch, do you know how much, do you know how expensive that's going to be? I'm going to have to get a second fucking therapist with your bullshit if, if that happens. If it wasn't seriously, it wouldn't have taken him off. And yeah. he wouldn't have walked immediately down the tunnel and gone off to wherever he did. To get but he team. wasn't crying. So, yeah, but, but ACLs, ACLs can be weird, man. It can be a partial tear. He thinks he's fine. They do the scan. They find out they got to operate on it still. It didn't look good. It did not look good. And with Joe Gomez coming good. in and looking as abject as he did, just lost. It's making no me clue. miss Dexy Lover and Ray already. Yeah, I yeah. mean, Joe Gomez is obviously still developing. He's still young. He's not at the age of center backs fully mature, like 26, 27. He still has like four through five years to go until that time. Um, but it's worrying if Van Dyke's going to be out, Joe Gomez back there, especially on the left side where Van Dyke's been playing. Because, yeah, it, they have one number nine. They have one number nine. And you're the center back, and your left back has to guard the number nine when a, when a cross is coming into the box. You're supposed to look over your shoulder, find the man, and mark him. There, find the number nine. There's mainly. no exactly. There's no Fuck one else for you as a center back to focus on. I don't know what he's doing in space, just standing there, turning around and watching Calvert Lewin leap over uh, Robbo. Can Robbo do better? Maybe. Do we expect our shorter, uh, less stout? <laughs> Left back to made a run to 30 yards to get yeah. there in the first place. To cover the, 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 the center forward. And, and, and I'm sure he'll get chewed out, uh, you know, by somebody, if not Robbo, by Klopp himself. So I'm sure that hopefully that will be fixed. But at the end of the day, uh, Gomez had a terrible performance before the international break. In my opinion, he's had a terrible, you know, that, that mental lapse. But again, it's all, it, it's all down to concentration. So this is what I propose. Joe Gomez, go to a doctor. Get some Adderall, you'll be fine. No, <laughs> you'll be amazed. fine. <laughs> you'll be fine. I'm amazed you didn't prescribe the last dance. <laughs> yeah. I was. I mean, guys, just take some Adderall. He'll be able to focus and watch the last. What? But watch the last dance while taking Adderall, and then he'll be double fine. Right. <laughs> on, the, on the other side, though, Joe Matip was class. Okay? Yes, Matip yes. Was class. And the but then, how? How? My only question is, how long does he last? That's my biggest he goes worry. On six month runs from here. From yeah, sure, after. sure. It can. He's not Dejan Lovren, where it's only six games. Yeah, that's true. If, if he's out for six months, which is but, all right. Let's let's try to look at this game from a try to pull back a little bit. Yes, thank you. You come out the gate. Mane makes an immediate impact on the match. Immediate. Fucking love that guy. All right. How do you feel overall when you look at that match? Because we're coming off of a 7-2. Whipping. Whipping. Right. So, I mean, it's an improvement. It's not a backtrack. It's a step in the right direction. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we, I'm looking at the stats. We have 57.7% possession. 
we won more of the duels, 53.5%. Uh, our passing in the 80s, 83%. So, like, it was good. We kept the ball ticking over. Tiago was interesting in the number 10. That was a promising little, you know, uh, wrinkle in the system, so to speak. I, you would have imagined we would have played a standard 4-3-3 with him playing as an 8 box-to-box, but it looks like we pushed him up a little further to play the combinations, create goals like, you know, that's that's what we brought him for. Um Henderson looked good. Fabinho looked good. Um, going forward, we were we, I, we had 15 shots in their box. Um, Pickford made a bunch of really good saves. To be fair to Pickford, so overall, I mean, even without the offsides goal, we were the better team. It was a much better performance against than against Villa. If we could, you know, it's a meme at this point, but they are top of the league, so we've gone to the title leaders at their crown. You know, and, 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 we, and we pulled off a draw, and we've honestly dominated them. Um, and that side, again, this is kind of like Wolves last year. They will give the big teams a tougher challenge than they had before. And maybe in a couple of weeks, it doesn't look as... as, as I'm feeling bad right now because we drew Everton. And it doesn't look as bad. Because in a couple of weeks, you can win the games leading up the city. And, then, you know, you draw Goodison Park. That's what you do every fucking year anyway. So, is it any different? No. And that's the thing. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned Pickford. Because I'm like, forget performance-enhancing drugs. I want to check for performance-enhancing technology. Someone put that motherfucker's go-go gadget on yeah, right. today. Because the couple of them saves. The one on the matchup header on the corner, I was I was like, I'm surprised he got to that. Yeah. Uh, the, the free kick off of Trent uh, yeah. in the first half. He yeah. saves... So he had some nice moments, but I mean, from us, I think overall positive. I mean, you, you, you just named two really good chances there. Okay, so their first goal, I was a little frustrated with just because Adrian, like, you get your hands to it. Yeah, I want it out. And it's also like, but it's it's a it's a bullet speed though. Like, it, it, it it's difficult. In an instant. It's a yeah, it's mom- thing. yeah, it's, it's momentum. Yeah, it's momentum. Physics. Moment where Virgil had just come off the pitch, and now Joe Gomez is in, and it's like. He's not, he's not switched on. He didn't take his Adderall. Clearly, guys. <laughs> you need to defend for like 10, 15 minutes there and not concede a goal so that the other side can be like, oh, wait, it doesn't even matter that Virgil's off the pitch. This is actually going to be tougher than, than, than we maybe thought. But you immediately concede and they go, oh, no, we're in this. Okay, Virgil's off the pitch. That's all we needed. And now we're in here. We're going to start scoring the goals. And, yeah, it was disappointing because Gomez wasn't at it. He maybe should have taken his Adderall. Maybe you should have watched uh, Michael Jordan documentary before. <laughs> Fuck this guy. Uh, maybe a little espresso shot. He probably didn't expect to come into that game. I don't blame, yeah, I don't I don't. blame a backup center back for being switched off on the sideline in the first 15, 20 yeah, minutes. No, you I, know? Don't I really don't blame him. Um, but yeah, he was switched off and then he continued to stay switched off. It was disappointing. But yeah, the goal, the timing of the goal, that it comes off a set piece, that it hits Adrian in his hands and he isn't strong enough to parry it over. It's all just very like, Ugh. but we responded, we built off of that, continued to dominate the game. We could have put the game to bed in the first half. We had a lot yeah. of opportunities in and around the box. Tiago made that extra pass to Mo that one time, and maybe he should have just had it. Um, but off the international break, too, I mean, it's overall positive. It's all, yes, it's, that's it's, what I'm trying to say. No, the negative guy is saying there's a lot of positivity. But, but you be, okay, so you, you mentioned Mo there, and I got to say, this whole, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to even dribble anymore. I'm just going to finish first time yeah. as soon as the ball bounces to me thing. I love it. I want to see more of it because we're going to see fucking 30 goals on Mo Salah again if he stays at this place. Oh, are you sure? He's not a one-season wonder? <laughs> As we chanted, he is just a one-season wonder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm loving this whole just like banging in, don't give a shit. No, yeah, no, chance. absolutely. Mo yeah. is on it. Here's, I think. I think a fantastic people- goal. Here's the stat, too. It's his 100th goal in his 159th game. 
Only Roger Hunt and Jack Parkinson reached the milestone quicker. So, in Liverpool? Yeah, so wow. he's better than all your famous strikers you could think of, uh, except for Roger Hunt. So, yeah, he's pretty close. Good company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We continue with the most solid love for him. He's no, no, class. no, 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 no. I'm not, and like his position, I thought overall he was pretty good. He was fantastic. And then more importantly, he didn't lose the ball that much today. But that's no, the most frustrating about thing about him is like for me anyway, like he always loses the ball, he doesn't press the A button, he doesn't pass enough. But today today that, that, that wasn't there. But at the end of the day he gets his goal, he gets his reward. You know, we're chanting, we're having a good time. But like I wanna be fair to you know uh, Bobby Firmino, Sadio Mane, everything, because because the front three with them three together, now Diogo Jota, I didn't think he played bad against Villa by any means. No. But when you see those three together Man, it's a different proposition. Because they just they just know each other. They know each other's weight. And that again, that comes through training. And We've like, had like a day and a half. And so. like he said, you bring Mane back. Well, to be fair, he's been with the squad four years. Jota's been here for like nine minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Chemistry, yeah. exactly. So chemistry that, that word. There. Thank you, Jordan. Chemistry and understanding. And you there can you go. see that chemistry and understanding play out in this match because Bobby looks better. Even though he didn't necessarily change the game, he was just in better positions. Yeah, he was defending better. He was creating a little bit more. He was just more bothersome to their center backs than he was to Villas. Yeah, and so that for me was a huge difference. And more importantly, and then from from a defensive perspective, you know, I, I, I correct me if I'm wrong because I've been drinking, but like I don't think Hamas didn't affect the game that much from Everton's perspective. So no. the, if if going into the game, you would ask me what were the biggest threats from Everton's side, I would I would have said Hamas straight out the gate. So for me, the, the fact that we kind of, so to speak, took him out of the game, again, maybe Jordan can look up the stats for me. But for me, I don't remember saying, oh, Hamas did a good thing. No, he got tackled a couple times or he tackled other people. But other than that, that, that I mean, that's a good involved, thing. But, but he was just a cog in the wheel. Yeah, that's exactly. What wanna, that's what you want to force that kind of player to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I thought overall it was good. Yeah, I mean... Um, but again, it, it's, it's, a bit, it's, a, it's a tough pill to swallow because, again... We all celebrated like crazy. That third goal goes in. It was the 91st minute. So, I, again, I don't even... I don't understand life. I don't understand how math works or physics, but clearly something's wrong. I don't know. Someone tell me the rule book. Um, it's frustrating, but the we have to take it on the... Lies in the armpit. No, we have to take it on the chin and move on. <laughs> Before we wind down, I did want to mention... Because uh, you brought up Bobby, and... His pressing was better, and I think part of that had to do with playing Tiago in the 10. Because Tiago, naturally defensive midfielder kind of six, he's played up front when he was younger. But he can also press from the front, and they were both like double pivoting with the press, where like the one would press, and then the count, like the, the, the press behind the press would be Tiago or Bobby, and they'd be there to sweep up the ball. And we were winning, winning a lot of balls at the pitch, and I'm actually intrigued by that whole idea because. We've usually just had Bobby be the one that presses up front by himself. If you add another individual in there who can press at a high level like Tiago can, you're now double pressing their back line and creating more turnovers in space up the pitch, which kind of solves your question of, like, what are we going to do if we have backup center backs and a goalkeeper? It's like, well, the ball will just never leave our opponent's half. Because we'll have Tiago and Bobby just pressing the back line, like, instantly and constantly. Oh! Luckily, Tiago's leg is intact. Yeah, I 
I mean, I was worried. I was worried about the tackle at the end. But Thiago again, like we said in the the, the lead up pod or whatever, the international break pod, that we finally get a proper introduction. He played the full ninety. Uh, I didn't expect that after coming off COVID. Uh, but that was good. But yeah, as Andrew said, it was no it, It's overwhelmingly positive with where we were before the break compared to what we the type of performance we just put in. There are some kinks to be worked out though at the back, and until that happens, we're just gonna have to score three goals again. Yeah, yeah, essentially, essentially. We, we talked about that. With Virgil out and Allison out, the game plan should just be go back to heavy menu football and we'll just go, we just go yeah. back to fucking madness. Three or five goals a game. Well, <laughs> just, that's got to be the plan because I can't come up with another plan that makes Yeah, sense. and then that's terrible for my blood pressure, but it'll be fine. It'll be fun to watch. <laughs> it'll be fun to watch. But let's talk about, now that we wind down a little bit, wait, let's wait, talk wait. about... Go ahead. I was going to say before we go, before we do that, Man of the match. Oh, yeah. oh the man of the match. Okay. Who's uh, the man of the match? Uh, fuck you guys. Go ahead. I don't know. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Like my contacts. Like with the TVs, I couldn't see that far. I didn't even know who's who. I just knew there was people in red. I was just like, okay, let's do that. It's a tough one because most scores a goal. Monty scores a goal. Most goals class. Monty scores class. There was a lot of good work from Tiago in the midfield, but it wasn't perfect. I, I guess you have to give it to Mane just because the third goal was his assist, basically. So okay. I'll give it to Mane. Uh, because we missed him so much at Villa, he showed his worth. He made the early impact, got us going on the front foot, and then created a lot of stuff down the left wing. So yeah, I'll give it to Mane. I'm going to give it to Jordan Henderson. Damn it, man. I was going to do that. <laughs> I think you just see the difference that he makes in the squad. He would have scored the game-winning goal, but in the end, I really think it comes down to you can see the difference in mentality. Guys, that's exactly... It is. It's just he makes such a difference within the squad and just the level of belief and how we set up. I think Jordan Henderson is a key, key cog. If you've ever... He's the captain for a reason, and if you've ever doubted it... You should look at today and just feel settled. Like, well, that is why this man is our captain. Well, thank you, David, for that lovely exchange of English words because that's exactly what I wanted to express during our international (laughs) podcast about, like, how... Jordan Henderson being on the pitch would like galvanize people. I said the word galvanize. Obviously, that was incorrect, but that's essentially what no, you that, just said. That that's essentially what I was trying to say. <laughs> so I, I would give it to Jordan, but you know, I I probably give it to fuck it. I'll give it to Klopp. He wasn't even on the he wasn't even on the pitch. I'll give it to Jurgen Klopp as man of the match because he's know. beautiful. <laughs> I, I wouldn't give it to Jurgen just because I feel like he could have done. He, he could have done. Okay, the, the, the settle down. The sub was tough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the Wijnaldum sub was probably ten minutes too late. Yes, of course. But he's a beautiful man. No, don't, I, I don't hurt. I'm not saying Klopp. I love you, but I would be I would be hesitant to give a man of the match because I don't think he managed it. Guys, didn't I just say that I couldn't see what was going on? <laughs> so I'm choosing the beautiful man. No, it's all right. It's but all right. let's transition to the food drive event that we've done yes. today. So we've managed to raise 265 pounds in vi- no in virtual donations okay. with a grand total math guys with a grand total of 560 pounds of food donated for Metropolitan yes. Ministries between Liverpool fans and Everton fans. I gotta give a round of applause for that. That's fantastic. Five times our goal. Our goal was originally 100 pounds. 
So if you if you know kilograms, I don't know, do the math. It's two point two. You can do it yourself. Um, <laughs> but that's it, ladies and gentlemen. I think that's fantastic and way to help the the local community. I think it's a nice precedent to set to set. And as we go forward and we do the next event, you know, we're looking forward to hosting the Everton Group over at Social House. Yeah. And uh, I hope we can hit that same number again at least. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. That was that was fantastic. It was great being here today. It was nice to have a little healthy banter for a derby. Yeah. It felt like a derby. It felt like a proper derby. I like it. I like it. I like it. I guess is that it? Until next time? Until next time. I'm Jordan. I'm David. I'm. I- Go ahead. <laughs> the ever- I'm the- wearing the blue. <laughs> the Evertonian speaks. I'm. I'm Andrew. Up the Reds. Up the Reds, guys. Thank you.